The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Primal Scream and Rocks on Croydon Radio. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. Have a good morning to you. Welcome to Croydon Radio. Welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Welcome to the show. All right. What's all that for? I'm trying to compensate for your tiredness. I'm very tired. Very tired. Do you want to just do it? Just do it. No, I don't want to do it on my own. I just want a little sleep. Yeah. You do it. Everything seems very loud. Yeah, I know, but I've only, I've only got it in one ear. Right. I'm, I'm, worried, I'm worried we're being drowned out. This doesn't really matter to anyone. But what, how's that? Is that better if I bring that down like that? Is that better? That's better for me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, hello, welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Uh, it's a Sunday morning and it's bright and early. Yeah. Come on, we're peaky, we're perky. Pinky oh, and perky. What, can we stop doing Sunday mornings? Oh, no. I'd like to have a lay-in on a Sunday, <laughs> if, if you wouldn't mind. Um, maybe we could swap with Ice Station. Well, it's only given us two extra hours. Because you'll be used to, like, all night sunshine and stuff, won't you? But you know, it's only on every other week. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then the Happy Sundays, they can do early. Yeah. We'll swap We'll swap it all around, and then we can get a lay-in. And, um, yeah, we'll sort that out, shall we, for next week? I don't yeah. think we have any of the authority to implement those sort of changes, yeah. but why not? Let's you know, some of the, the real pros do breakfast shows, and, you know, they get up at, like, four in the morning. There's no point in that, though, is there? <laughs> <laughs> no one's up at that time of the morning. No. I'm not a minor of some description. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think anyone should be up before about 10. I agree. I think school should start at 11, and most workplaces should start at about 12, and then come home for about 4. Sorted. I, I, don't, I don't believe there's enough work to keep people that busy for eight <laughs> hours a day. Is there? Yeah. I mean, I, I've worked in enough places in my life to see people wasting time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if people work smarter and not harder... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They could work for four hours a day, go home and get more sleep. Yeah. Anyway, all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. We've got Think the Link in about 25 minutes. After your smugness last week, after your smugness... I really get it right. I think it's tricky today. Oh. Uh, you're going to need help. Uh, new music at 10 uh, from Trina Marie today and her song Million Dollars. Uh, Ben's Corking Games Compendium, we're doing that at about uh, quarter past 10. And the pub quiz, uh, it's the written word today. Uh, also... Um, Frankly, you're lucky I'm here today. Oh. You're lucky I've survived the week. What happened? Um, well, I'll tell you later. And I got embarrassed on a train this week. It's all to come in the next two hours. Katie Dunstall, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree on Croydon Radio. Now, you said you were lucky to be here. I am lucky to be here. What's I happened? am lucky to be here. Well, I went out last night and uh, uh, I booked a cab uh, through a new system, uh, an online thing. Uber. No, ah. no, no, it's, it was, it was, it, it's a, a website that apparently searches all local cab firms and then finds you the best quote. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Okay, so anyway, it came, came up and I thought, there we go, cheapest one, book that, lovely. I then got several messages throughout the day to say, uh, oh, we've had to change your cab provider. The cost will say the same. That's fine by me. That's yeah. fine by me. Anyway, the time for the cab to arrive came and went. No sign of the cab. No sign of the cab at all. So uh, I was getting a little bit, you know, tetchy. I was getting a little bit on edge because I had to be somewhere. So I I phoned him and uh, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm outside. Two minutes. Well, (laughs) you're either outside (laughs) or you're here in two minutes. Pick one. (laughs) Or is it just like, outside, two minutes, be there. Uh, Anyway, it was about another 10 minutes before he got there. I think basically he'd forgotten. Anyway, this man, I... 
I don't know. I, I don't know if he'd ever driven a car before. Really? <laughs> Lanes weren't important to him. Uh, <laughs> My kind of man. Uh, he had no idea where he was going. Uh, considering he was a local cab driver, he didn't seem to know Croydon whatsoever. Did he have a sat-nav? Uh, he did have a sat-nav that seemed to be speaking with a Birmingham accent. <laughs> and um, it, we, were, we, were, oh, we were nearly in about three crashes. Uh, he was driving like a lunatic. Was he drunk? I don't think he was drunk. I think he was just a dreadful cab driver. Oh, great. Okay. And uh, I was sitting in the back... And I'm, I'm so used to driving now and not being a passenger. Mm. I didn't like it because I, I couldn't see in the, the, the side mirrors enough to know whether I was going to be hit from behind. And I, I literally had to clench the whole way. Oh. I was terrified. Uh, it, I, it, was, it was the worst cab drive I've ever, ever experienced. Did you give him a tip? Um, I just threw some money at him when we eventually got there. I think there was a bit of a tip in there. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't wait to get out of the cab. Oh. It was terrifying. Why, why are cab drivers so poor? Um, um, well, I've got no complaints, but I use Uber. I, I haven't used your cheap go compare. I won't, I, I won't be using it again. Yeah. I won't be using, whatever they were called, I will not be using them again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have great cab drivers on their books, in all no. honesty. Um, I, I mean, I th- I, I'm just looking up what it was called. No, I can't find it. I can't find it. I think it was... Probably best you don't as well. Probably, you know, slander, libel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, you know cabs should have that little sticker on now. Mm. I'm not even sure it had that on the front. Was it just a bloke? I think it was. I think it was just a bloke. And when he arrived at the uh, at our house, because I was getting, I was getting a little bit. I was really beginning to get on edge, right? And I'm a calm chap normally, but you know, when I've got a deadline, when I need to be somewhere. But you were going home. You didn't have a deadline. No, I was going. I was getting to the cinema. Oh, this was going out. This is going out. I thought this was collecting you to go home. No, no, this was going out. You see, and uh, waiting for the cab. Then uh, we, when he said I'll be two minutes, I thought, well, I'll wait outside. And we waited, and we waited, we waited, and then this car sort of came really slowly up the road, and and it started weaving about. And I thought, this isn't a good start. We're not even in. Yeah, not even in the car yet, and he's not looking good. Mm. But I think he was looking for the house number. And then rather than park outside my house, he just sort of parked at a really bizarre angle on the other side of the road. And then we thought, oh, maybe it's not the cab. And then he just sort of did that, just flashed his lights at us like we were some sort of spy giving some sort of <laughs> signal. Anyway, it was terrifying. To be fair, there was, there was no real reason for you to get tetchy. I mean, you had a good 30 minutes before the film started you know, with all the previews. Well, yeah, no, we had plenty of time, but I, I don't like to uh, be late, as you know, Ben. Mm. I'm a stickler for, for being on time. And what were you going to see? I, I went to see Dad's Army. The, the new one. The new one, yeah. Uh, now, I can hear collective groans yeah. from people. Was it as bad as everyone says it is? I loved it. Really? I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, and I, I love Dad's Army. I think the, the Dad's Army series is one of the best sitcoms this country's ever produced. I love it. Mm. It is fantastic. You know I'm now, you, say you won't watch it. I know you won't watch it because... <laughs> because there's no one or two episodes that haven't been found yet. Well, not only that, but I've never seen any of it. Well, then you should watch it. I know, I know the old Don't Tell Him Pike bit. I know that. You must watch <laughs> Dad's Army. I cannot believe that you have this, this thing where you won't watch it because there's a, a couple of episodes missing. I'm in a bit of a... What's the word? Quandary? I'm a completionist. A completionist? Yeah, I like, I like to see episode one to the finale, all episodes. The fact that there are missing episodes kills me. Well, I think... I don't know how it doesn't kill you. 
because that's just the way it is. There's nothing I can I can't change it. I'll scrap the whole thing. I can't no. Don't anyway, bother. so when when I read originally what a couple of years ago they were going to do a Dad's Army film, I must admit I was on those people who were like, oh, don't be ridiculous. Mm. You can't do that. And then uh, as I saw the trailer a few weeks back, I thought actually it looks all right. Really enjoyed it. I okay. thought the casting was excellent. And I, I was reading reviews. It's been absolutely panned. Yes, it has. It's been absolutely panned. I don't know why. But I then I think that's critics for you. I don't like film critics. They just say the most ridiculous things. I don't think they really understand film. Do you think maybe you just got quite low standards? No, no. <laughs> I've seen many a film that the critics have panned, and I, I, I like it. And I've seen films that the critics have loved, yeah. like Gravity. Rubbish film. Dreadful. I didn't mind Gravity. Gravity, awful film. I hated it. It's down to earth? No, it's not. It's in space. Sorry, it was a joke. It's a a dreadful film, Ben. Won't watch it. (laughs) Interstellar, another dreadful film. I had to turn that off. I rarely will turn a film off, but I turned that off. Oh, right. Couldn't watch it anymore. And I've had rows with people who tell me, you you, you need to see it through to the end. I'm sorry, I watched an hour and a half of it. An hour and a half of cliches. (laughs) (laughs) I I rarely turn films off as well, but I I tell you what I did turn off. What was that? Godzilla. The new one. The awful one. Which t- which teased very misleadingly Brian Cranston in the opening trailer. Yeah, and he was killed off. And about spoiler alert. By oh, way. great! Yeah, do it now. Now you spoil it. Then do a spoiler alert. He was killed off in about ten minutes flat. And it was just <laughs> that was a day's work it for him. Was wasn't it? Rubbish. Absolutely. Avoid Godzilla like the plague. That's my there, advice. There was a Godzilla made. I don't know what early two thousands. There was a Godzilla, wasn't there? Probably. And uh, a friend of mine at the time said, "Oh, it's a brilliant film." brilliant and i said no I, i'm gonna give it a miss and then when it eventually came on the telly i thought no i'll watch it because he's you know raved about it for so many years oh god that was awful hmm. i think i'd probably prefer to watch the original because you know the one where they had the toy dinosaur really close yeah. to the camera lens and the director was going rawr <laughs> yes <laughs> i think i'd prefer to watch that one <laughs> the brian cranston one i'll tell you what are well, really good films are the um the films by um uh oh, ed wood the worst director of all time apparently I Plan think 9 from Outer Space yeah, I've heard is, of that film. is the kind of famous one. Isn't and Glenn or Glenda is the other one. Glenn or Glenda? Glenn or Glenda. What was that one? Pla- Planet Nine? Pla- Pla- yeah, Plan Nine. Plan- Planet Nine. Isn't that Plan the one nine. that's I don't know. considered the worst film ever made? Yeah, yeah. Right. It is poor. <laughs> it is poor, but I don't think it's as bad as Godzilla. El King, X's and O's on Croydon Radio. That's talking of films. Big night tonight, of course. The Oscars. You know, I didn't know until you said that off air. I'd completely forgotten. You've completely forgotten. Aren't you excited? You know, no. The, all that red carpet, see what they're wearing, all of that rubbish. No. I must admit, I don't really care. No. I don't really care. I used to. I used to care. I used to think, oh, I wonder who's going to win. It, this. No, I'm not really that bothered. The only reason I would watch the Oscars would be for the same reason I would ever watch Formula One. What? 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 Hoping for a crash. Hoping for a crash. Yeah, hoping that someone's on their way up to the stage to collect their, you know, the pinnacle of their oh, yeah, career. Oh, they their, fall over. Their biggest achievement. And then they go, um, you know, bum over. Yeah. Yes, head over heels. They, they fall head over. Head over, head over heels. <laughs> Do you remember, I think Buster Merrifield. Do you remember Buster Merrifield? He was Uncle Albert. In yes, I remember Horses. Well, yeah. He was at some award ceremony once and he fell over. Oh, and he, no, 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 no. It's, not, it's, it's only funny if someone... Oh, come on. You said, no, oh, no, I love, no, it. I love no, it when no. someone falls over. No, if it was uh, DiCaprio <laughs> went over, that's fine. But oh, not, not... Not Buster not Merrifield. Albert, no. <laughs> I can't have Albert going over. <laughs> I mean, he was about 85 and absolutely <laughs> tanked up, I think, at the time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, I laughed. He probably bounced. I laughed. No, I think he, uh, 
dirty head if I remember right. Oh, no. I think there was blood pouring out of it. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh. I, I, I've never laughed so much in all my life. Is that on YouTube? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think there was blood. I think I made that bit up. I'll have a look. Honestly, yeah. So if you, see if you can find it. I don't think it was that long before he passed away. Who did uh, fall over? Somebody fell over. What, the Oscars? Uh, it might have been the Oscars. Who was it in Hunger Games? Didn't she fall over? Did she? What, Jennifer wearing, Lawrence? Yeah, wearing a very big dress. She tripped over it, didn't she? I'm oh, sure. Did she? I don't I'm know. I'm sure of it. I remember Madonna being pulled over by a thing. At the, <laughs> was that the Brits? Well, if, she's wearing, if you are going to wear a cape, then... <laughs> yeah, no, it's her fault. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, what I hate about the Oscars, I, 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 I remember once staying up to watch it, why? Well, because... It must be interminable. Well, it does go on and on and on. And, you know, this, apparently this year the, they, they're going to try and cut down on the speeches, the length of the speeches, um, by having behind the winners a list of all the people that they want to thank. Mm. And they, they're sort of saying that's really because... Uh, I thought in, they were going to scroll it across the screen, <laughs> weren't they? Oh, are they going to do that as Maybe, well? Maybe, yeah. Well, because they, they said, um, you know, well, basically it's, it's to make sure that people aren't forgotten. But I think it's basically to make sure they keep on time. Yeah. You know, because the commercials have got to be played at the right time, haven't they? I suspect that's part of it. Mm. Actually, if there's one job I would really love in life, it would be the guy who has to play the wrap it up music. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really long speech going on. I'd, I'd put it, I'd, I wouldn't even bother. I'd play it as soon as they walked up. Maybe we should have wrap it up music for this show. For when a link's going on a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah, well, like now. <laughs> yeah. Just press it now, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so who's up for the Oscars? Who's up for the Oscars? Uh, I don't know. The only one I know, the big one, is DiCaprio. Well, everyone's saying he should win this It's this about time, time yeah. isn't it? But then Brian Cranston's up for one. Well. And I don't know what the film... The film apparently is Trumbo. It's not Godzilla. That's a... what, what is Trumbo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Is it a sequel to Dumbo? Uh, I don't know. Apparently they're remaking Dumbo. Really? I was kidding. Oh, no, I think, not, I think they? they are going to remake that. I think it might be a live-action one this time. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston's in it for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Get him off. <laughs> and he's trampled by, <laughs> by the elephant. <laughs> uh, Matt Damon, he's up for one for The Martian. All right. Michael Fassbender and uh, Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Can I be honest with you? The Danish Girl doesn't appeal to me at all. No? Everyone, again, everyone goes on, it must be a really good film. Uh, I'll be honest with you, right? Anything that's a period drama... I'm not interested in. No. If I see anything where there's clothing pre-1980, I'm not interested. <laughs> so you wouldn't like 10 years a slave then? Uh, or 12 years a slave? Oh, two, two more years. <laughs> two more years. That's how cruel you would be. I'd give them 10 years of slavery. You 12 for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know I'd watch that. I'd watch mm. that. But uh, yeah, I'm not really into that kind of uh, like pride and prejudice and all that kind of stuff. That's why I've never watched Downton Abbey. Oh, no, I wouldn't watch that. It just doesn't interest me at all. No. There's a new, there's a new drama coming uh, to ITV, uh, written by Julian Fellows, who wrote Downton Abbey, and it basically looks exactly the same as Downton Abbey. It's uh, I don't know where it's set, but it's it's sort of like the same thing. Thing is, I worry about that as a as a British export because I think the, the Americans especially watch it. Oh, they love it, but I think that's what they think we're all doing, wandering around in you know <laughs> old suits and hats and being all Downtony. Surely they, they would realise that, that was set pre-First World War. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you saying about our American cousins? Some of them, I think, possibly stereotypists. A wee bit, you know, cup, cup of tea, <laughs> pip-pip, top hat. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, aren't we, aren't we as guilty? Yeah. I mean, whenever I do an American accent, I always just do a kind of southern Cletus type thing. <laughs> you know, that's, that's rather unfair, isn't it? I love Americans. 
I said, why? I, I went to America. I loved it. Mm. I absolutely loved it. People, people sort of said to me, oh, isn't it a bit sickly? And I you went, can almost no. hear us backpedaling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I did. I was, in, I was in America for a month and I absolutely loved it. And, you know, the only thing that really annoyed me in America was the whole tipping business. Oh, yes. It's, what is it? 20% is the kind of expected amount. Well, I never knew when you go to a pub and you buy, yeah. you know, you're going to be there for five or six pints. Yeah. So do you have to tip per pint or do you tip at the end of the evening? Well, I got rather um, dirty looks in a pub in Washington because of this. Oh, I, right. I went in a pub, uh, sat at the bar and uh, ordered a pint and uh, paid for that. Didn't tip on that occasion. Right. And uh, then as I got my second pint, someone else served me. And then the girl that served me originally, I could see her whispering to this other girl and pointing at me. Oh, almost as if to say, well, he's not going to tip. Now you see the line has been crossed. (laughs) Even if my plan was to tip at the end of the night, when there was whispering and pointing going on, you tips out the window. I made it so obvious as I left, though, that I was tipping. I wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done it. Whispering and pointing about me. In America, they chase you down the street if you don't tip. They get very angry about the whole thing. Knock them out. Knock them out. That's your answer to everything. Pointing and chasing people. Punch the woman and knock her out. I I think we've worked you out. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I did was I, as I got off my stool, because basically I had two pints and because I felt so uncomfortable, Mm. I thought I'm not staying here anymore. I'm I'm not, I'm going to go and find somewhere else to drink. But was that because you'd realised your faux pas? No, no, because I still believe that I was right. Surely you don't tip for every drink. I don't know. Well, presumably you do now because you might get served by someone different each time. I don't know. Greedy. Anyway, uh, I was, um, I, I did, uh, when I was in Washington, I did the, uh, this open top bus thing tour. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> nice touristy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was <laughs> wicked, right? But there's one bit where you go around and there's not a lot to see. It kind of goes through residential areas, the bus. And as it's doing that, uh, rather than the commentary just being quiet so you can just enjoy the scenery, yeah. it then gives you a, a lesson on tipping. The, the, oh yeah the recorded commentary actually gives you well while we've got nothing to see here let us tell you about american culture and tipping the expected amount is 20 percent. that's 20 percent. but if you've liked the service you might want to give more your driver today is dave he has a mortgage to pay and <laughs> yes. three hungry children <laughs> it's like those terrible things on uh, undercover boss you know undercover boss you ever oh, seen yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh i think it particularly started with the american one where you know there's there's that moment where the the undercover boss is having lunch with one of the members of staff and then that that sort of uh cymbal crash and then a bit of piano music and the guy's going well i find it you know it's very difficult to live on my salary really really terrible and then the boss will sort of the camera and go well it's it's a terrible thing that my staff feel this undervalued and then in the office at the end they'll give them five thousand dollars to sort of sweeten the blow of how rubbish their job is (laughs) i always think i'd be slightly more annoyed slightly more annoyed yeah if at the end of that program you know, yeah. the bloke said to you or and actually i'm a i'm a multi-millionaire yes <laughs> uh, i pity you so much here's here's five thousand pounds <laughs> you know you cretin <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, but also what that does uh, psychologically does that not put some sort of pressure on you to stay with that company wouldn't you feel guilty for a little while right imagine if they went here's ten thousand dollars and a holiday of a lifetime for you and your family because you've been such a great employee i think i'd sue You'd su- what, what would you sue for? Well, because I was under the impression that I was being filmed for some sort of, you know, work experience program. <laughs> yeah. Not that I was the subject to his pity party. 
and that I was going to be, you know, and he's getting a load of publicity for his poxy business out of me. Well, that's true. Yeah. Me looking like a chump so that he can pay me a few quid to shut me up. No, I'd sue him. Wow. Take him to court. You wouldn't like it at all. What I loved about the American version of that, as opposed to the English one, is uh, they'd always have like the, a big uh, get together at the end with the whole sort of company and then they'd show the clips on the screen because uh, then the guy would come out, you know, the, the boss would be out with a microphone and he'd be like, hey, you guys are great. I love every single one of you. Woo! Yeah! Woo! And then, and then they'd show clips of him making an absolute idiot of themselves, yeah. which I think then the American, you know, the, the workers would go, oh, it's all right. He's one of us. Mm. He's one of us. And yet two minutes later, he's in the board and going, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dreadful. Also, even if I wasn't planning to sue him for, yeah. you know, wrongful whatever uh, wrongful whatever yeah, that, could that be, be a, it could be anything that would be the, the building in my case <laughs> but I, I would still think well, you know you're, you're worth millions and millions five grand really is that all I'm getting well it's the company's money well you know you can't just be, you can't be avant-garde if that's such a thing you can't be avant-garde <laughs> with the company's finances you can't be gung-ho with it you know there's, mm. there's a recession on so you would be basically fine if your boss decided to stick you on the telly sort of mm. point out how poor and helpless you were yeah. and then shove you a few quid at the end of it well I think, I think as long as because I'll be honest with you most bosses I've worked for have been awful bosses mm. uh, not that they're horrible people they're just dreadful bosses I mean I've worked for some horrible people as well <laughs> but they're just dreadful bosses who have somehow found themselves in a position of power probably through uh, bullying mm. and and what you find generally is people in positions of power are pretty thick uh, because then the people above them put thick people in because oh, yeah. it makes them look better I mean the whole hierarchical structure is a nonsense <laughs> in my view uh, <laughs> but anyway um, uh, I think as long as they acknowledge that the company they've been running has been a failure for, for the last few years because you know, when they're on the ground I mean I've often thought that I'd love to work in a place where the, the boss comes in and actually does your job for a day really yeah i've worked in places where you know you, you go to a meeting with your boss and your boss will sit down there and 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 like in a i mean i don't i don't like appraisals i hate appraisals and i'm frankly i don't see the point in them and i don't want to hear people say to me um well the thing is trev you know you you could be doing that a little bit better and i think well, you, i could be but you don't really know my job do you you've mm. never done you've never actually done my job so you don't know whether it could be done any better or not i'm not sure I'm, i'd like it if my boss saw my job Really? He'd suddenly see all the corner cutting and shortcuts. Yeah, well, that's because you're a bad employee, Ben. <laughs> think the link. Uh, so, think the link. Uh, three songs to identify, and somewhere there's a link between them. Could be the title, artist, lyric you hear, whatever it is. Uh, there is a link there, Ben. Quite a tricky one today. Here they are. Well, I'm so far away. There they are. See, the problem is, mm-hmm. I, I spend so long trying to work out what the first one is that I miss the last two. All right, well, here they are again. Well, I'm so far away, I need help. All right, well, look, if you can help Ben out, it's uh, at Trevor and Ben on Twitter or send us a message via the shoutbox, croydonradio.com. That's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. Uh, but right now, you need to help Ben out because he needs to find the link between these three songs. Good luck.
Love that. Pistol Kings, Dictator on Croydon Radio. We featured them on We Love New Music a few weeks back and coming up to 10 today. Uh, new music from Trina Marie, a million dollars. Uh, we didn't really cover the Oscars. No, we got sidetracked. We got a little bit sidetracked there. But anyway, so the Oscars are tonight. Uh, we covered the, uh, I think we covered the actors. We covered yeah. the actors there. Um, what about the actresses? You've got Kate uh, Blanchett there. The thing is, I don't know any of these films. I don't, I don't know, know any of these actresses. Uh, why, why is Dad's Army not up for one? <laughs> it should be. It's a great film. Uh, so you got Kate Blanchett, Brie, Brie Larson. I don't, I don't know who she is. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I know you do. All right. <laughs> That was a horrible noise. <laughs> that made me feel very uncomfortable. I'm sorry. What, what's, what was that about? That was my um, predatory growl. Your predatory growl. You could have worked <laughs> at the BBC in the 70s. Uh, uh, Charlotte Rampling and uh, who's the last one there? Suarez. Sarah's. Sarah's. Is that Rampling. a joke entry? I can't read that name. No idea. No I, idea. I and then even, the, even like the best films, I've not, I've not really heard of any of them. Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max I've heard of, Martian I've heard of. The Revenant, obviously. Wasn't Bridge of Spies an album by somebody? Was it? I don't know. Well, no, I think it's a film now. Okay. Uh, and then, what's that one? Room? Is it Room or Rome? I can't read it from here. I haven't got my glasses oh, on. For We're God. a great combination, aren't we? <laughs> I think I'm beginning to... I think I might need glasses. Really? Like, I genuinely can't. I mean, I, what I would normally do is blame that on the font. The font and the uh, the colour of the print I'm looking at. Well, we're looking at a very white screen with very sort of light gold print. Well, it's, Os- it's Oscar colour, isn't it? It's Oscar gold. That's what it is. Oscar gold colour. But yeah, I can't read it. Can't read it from here. I think I might need glasses. Uh, but anyway, so the Oscars are... I, I, the thing about the Oscars that I really hate is everything around it. If they, if, they, if they just had the awards and that was it. and But it's, it's what people are wearing. I don't care. Mm. Do you care what people are wearing? Well, they're all wearing the same thing. I mean, besides the ladies who are all wearing their lovely well, dresses. Well, that's, that seems to be what it's all about, isn't it? what the women are wearing. But the men are all just black tux, aren't they? Yeah, tuxedos, I suppose. Mm. But no, I don't like all that, you know, old, who was wearing this or who looked ridiculous. And It doesn't matter, does it? There was a, I don't know what the awards were a couple of, was it the BAFTAs a couple of weeks ago? And uh, the next day, I saw a headline, who, who looked good and who'd looked bad on the red carpet. It, it, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Apparently, somebody went dressed as a bag lady. But I know, yeah. I'm sure there was no, sh- don't no, mention it. No, I'm sure there was no fuss about don't that. Don't mention at all. it. <laughs> also, what, what do you do if you lose at the Oscars? Uh, well, again, it's, everyone just sort of nods and, you know, politely claps and smiles mm. and think, oh, yes, they deserved it. I would sulk. But I, I've, I've been, you know, lucky enough in my life to be nominated for a few awards and you know, I've won a fair few. Oh, and I, oh yeah. Uh, but I've been to enough award ceremonies where I haven't won. When do we start getting the gongs for this show, by the way? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No? Right. No, I think you have to reach a certain standard <laughs> before you're considered for any sort of uh, silverware. But I, uh, I, I've been to a few and, and not one. And I've been furious because I've I've always thought the thing I've been beaten by. I only once did I think no fair fair play that was brilliant. I deserve to be beaten by that. But I've been to about three, and I stopped going to the ceremonies in the end. I stopped going because when I didn't go, I seemed to win. Oh right. And when I did go to the, any ceremonies, I didn't win. You see, I thought for a minute that you were getting too big for your boots. You know, no. Oh, I'll send a representative no. to these awards. No. I, I won't be turning up in person. No, no. It was just that whenever I went to any of things, I didn't win, and then I'd end up just being annoyed. <laughs> and you know, I mean, luckily, it's not like the Oscars where you're 
faces on camera and you've got to have a certain way but you still have to applaud you still have to go oh well done when actually you're thinking where did that win but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be so refreshing and really funny if the if the camera cut to someone who lost who was expecting to win and they just cleared the table knocked out the supporting <laughs> yeah. actor oh it'd be brilliant oh, it? i love it i think you, it's better to be honest isn't it <laughs> i mean if you're if you're leonardo dicaprio right and you know i think he's his fifth nomination so he must be thinking right now's the time everyone everyone's saying i should win mm. and then he turns up tonight and matt damon wins now he'd probably say oh well you know matt's a great friend i'm very happy for him but I'd love it if Leonardo DiCaprio... I mean, this is not right. This is ridiculous. That film is dreadful. What? I sat through The Martian. <laughs> it's a dreadful premise. It's a dreadful idea. Badly acted. <laughs> Leo should turn up arm in arm with Kanye West and threaten to let him, you know, storm the stage if he doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. Steal the Oscar from yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> you want diversity? Here he is. <laughs> uh, and the other thing about losing is you probably have to go to the, the parties afterwards. I wouldn't want to do that because you wouldn't want to drink your sorrows with people who've won. I don't think those people drink. They don't oh, drink. I think what, if you lose? Oh, no, I don't think... I reckon when you're, when you're that famous, it's just bags of cocaine isn't it just sacks of the stuff i imagine uh, i think you might have to legally you know <laughs> are you suggesting that, that all all film stars are high on cocaine all the time yes <laughs> yes i am <laughs> well there we are if charlie um, sheen's anything to go by i didn't know that, that was that, part of the training uh, he, he could sue actually charlie sheen i think he's a bit uh, litigious like that yeah i'd be careful the, the, the yeah. uh the much respected much loved charlie sheen is that the, the, the D in RADA? Does that sound, stand for drugs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, is um, it, whether you're famous enough. There was a, I think it was after the Brits or the Grammys. I think it was the Grammys a couple of weeks ago. Paul McCartney didn't get into a, an after show party. No. The bouncer didn't know who he was. Didn't know who he was. How can you not know who Paul McCartney is? Now, is there a more famous living artist than Paul McCartney? Uh, not living, I wouldn't think. No. I mean, Michael Jackson and Elvis would be up there, wouldn't they? Mm. But no, I think Paul McCartney must be about the most famous pop star in the world, mustn't he? I'd have thought so. I mean, I suppose in terms of um, longevity, I mean, I, I mean, having said that, though, I suppose I wouldn't know if, if I was a bouncer at a big party and One Direction turned up, I might recognise Harry Styles, but yeah. I wouldn't know anyone else. Mm. Wouldn't know anyone else at all. Zayn Malik, I think was what I think he left. No idea. I, I wouldn't think. know who that is. <laughs> wouldn't have a clue. I was talking to someone about chart music because I, I don't really follow the charts anymore. It's it's, it's not relevant to me. I'm, no. I'm out of the demographic. Oh. Fifteen to thirty-four for your chart music. Once you hit thirty-four, not interested. And thirty-four is a death. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I I hear chart music now, and and most of it, I think that. <laughs> no, no, you're not a believer no i don't oh. understand i don't get it. it but you know i understand why people like it because it's made to be catchy it's pop isn't it it's catchy it's sing-along but most of it i think no not for me hmm. not for me at all uh so I, i'm now of an age where i like the older stuff you know but most most of the people i like are now dead or in prison <laughs> Jam going underground. Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor Ben Show. Uh, so obviously, people will be um, all the film stars. They'll be doing all their beauty treatments now. Oh, getting yeah. ready. Getting ready. Oh. Do you um, do you do any kind of beauty stuff, Ben? Apart from just shaving and washing, do you use any creams or anything like that? Are you you a bit of a metrosexual? No, I, I have used 
creams before, but I, I, I'm so inconsistent and lazy, I always forget. <laughs> does, does plucking your eyebrows count? I have to do that. Uh, you have to do it or you choose to do it. No, I have to do it. Otherwise, well, you, I don't, you like, don't have to. No, do I do I mean, have to. Otherwise, I look like Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should, you should try it. Go, go two months without plucking. How often do you pluck? Whenever I notice that it's becoming an issue. Yeah? Yeah. I only get sort of one or two that, that get... But eventually they just come out on their own. They fall out. No, I'm talking about the very centre. Oh, the centre? Oh, yeah. The, the oh, mono you're the monobrow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. Unibrow. Can't, can't you just shave? Do you have to actually pluck? Uh, don't, don't shave. Don't shave? No, because then you'll... It's really obvious when you shave. <laughs> and when I first did it, when I was about 13, no one had um, sort of told me about how to use razors properly. No. So I really, really pushed the razor into the, that, in the center of my nose at the top and really dragged it down hard oh. and basically skinned myself. <laughs> and I was left with an enormous cut, which stayed there for weeks. Now, was this your own razor or at 13 had you nicked your dad's? I think it was my dad's. Yeah. And it was did a- you tell him? Uh, I, I think he knew. Well, I suppose he knew if you were the, bleeding profusely yeah, from the, the nasal area. Yeah, the on the carpet was a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you know, blood loss, passing out. No, not really. But um, it was awful. Wow. Yeah. Well, Cost of vanity. Well, I mean, surely plucking is quite painful. Um, no, it's not too bad. Yeah? No. Do you get your wife to do it for you? No, I do it. You do it? Yeah. yeah. I get annoyed when she does it. It seems to hurt more when she does it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be because she's doing that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. She's kicking <laughs> me as well. <laughs> i got a friend who, uh, who once um, asked his wife to, uh, to wax his back. Oh. Uh, I think that was quite painful for him. I mean, imagine the pleasure the wife would have had out of that. Now, I don't want to set oh, myself up oh, for God. a fall. No, hang on. I don't what are you doing s- now? I don't want to set myself up for a fall. Yeah. But I've, I've never understood mm. why people make such a fuss <laughs> about waxing. Have you ever had it done? I've had a strip on, on like, the, the shin. I've had right. a strip on the shin to test this theory. And I'm pretty much, so far, I'm right. I don't see what the fuss is about. Well, I, I've never had it done, so I can't. I cannot comment. But it always looks damn painful to me, and people's reaction seems to show pain. So, if you seem to be quite happy to be uh, waxed, then what, maybe we can set it. I'm sure there's companies in Croydon who would love to give you a free waxing all over. I would love to um, to maybe come and record your reaction. Well, here's the problem: the uh, the old back sack and crack for Ben. Oh dear! Um, come on, let's see if we can set that up. There must be a company in Croydon. If you work for a beauty salon, I'm setting this up for you now, Ben. I'm doing you a favour. If you yeah, if you work for a Croydon-based beauty company and you would like to offer Ben a free uh, back sack and crack, then <laughs> let, let's leave the sack and the crack alone. Well, we? no, no. Seeing as it's so, you know, it's no pain involved whatsoever. You know, why not? Oh, uh, two things. Yeah, um, I'm not sure the uh, proprietors and owners of Croydon Radio would be particularly mm. pleased if my uh, remnants was being left all over the studio. Oh no, we do it. We go to. A, I'd bring a, you know, a portable recorder, Ben. Well, and here lies the second. <laughs> or problem. we could do it even at your house. We could bring someone around to your house. If it was to suddenly hurt, yes, much to my you know, doubt and surprise, yeah, yeah, um, I couldn't guarantee that I wouldn't be, you know, letting loose some fairly category, you know. Well, that's right, explicit swear words because it wouldn't be live. I'd, I would record it, take it home. I could bleep any expletives out for you. Um, so let's see if we can set that up. Let's see if we can set that up. If you know anyone that, that does do that, then um, get in touch with us at Trev and Ben or send us a message via CroydonRadio.com because uh, Ben says it's not going to hurt him whatsoever. So um, we, I would like to put that theory to the test. I'm not willing to try it because I believe it does hurt. I feel, well, I, 
I've slightly talked myself into a mm. corner here. Well, I'm, you know, I mean, you're lucky that we're this time on a Sunday morning because yeah. the chances are no one's going to respond to that. I'm hoping that few beauticians are listening. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're fine. So you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this show's on in all the salons across the land. It is, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, have, you, have you ever been to any spas or anything like that? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. See, I, those places, I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable. No. I wouldn't feel comfortable in those sort of places. Anywhere where you have to walk around in a dressing gown, I'm not happy with. I don't like You'd that. You'd hate the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not that keen on bunny ears either, in all honesty with you. So what did you have done at a spa? Oh, I've never had anything done. Oh. I, I've, been to, I've been to use like saunas and stuff. Does that count? Uh, yeah, I suppose that counts. Yeah. I've never even had a massage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's well, your story not, not your story if you own a massage <laughs> no, no, no need to record it no need to record <laughs> it whatsoever no, um, I found I, I think I found a great uh, beauty therapy there's, there, there's several things that I don't uh, think I would want to go through but there is one that I'm very happy to go and try first of all the ones I'm not going to try the uh, snail facial no, is, no. That, is that what I think it is just sticking snails on your face yeah three Three snails slither up and down your face. Why? Because uh, their mucus is supposed to have oh. anti-aging properties. That's, that's, that's what you want, mucus. I don't want snails on my face. But, but the other problem with that is they're not... The snails don't know what they're doing, so they're not going to sort of regimentally cover your entire face. You're just going to have trails of this regenerative... Regenerative-ry? That's not a word. No. Um, the, the, the good mucus isn't going to be <laughs> the spread... good mucus. Isn't going to be spread all over your face, is it? It's there's, no, be, there's no such thing as good mucus. Smeary lines of the stuff. Um, well, you could, what you, or you could buy uh, snail slime cleansing moisturising cream. You can buy it online for a tenner. Mm. Yeah, all right. You're not into that, then? I'd love to be the bloke who, who man, if you thought of that one. All right. I can, I can, I can bottle sludge <laughs> and the people will buy it because people are idiots uh, a friend of mine once he, his wife for his uh, Christmas present I think bought him a, a, a spa day mm. right? and he could go and I think he could choose three different treatments or something and so he went and um, when I saw him next I said oh, how, how was it and he said oh it was great you know he had the hot stones thing which I would never have done I don't really get that why wouldn't you have that done I don't like anything that might burn me I don't know anything. I don't understand I why half this stuff hurts. They know what they're doing. They're going to give you third degree burns. Well, I don't trust them. The sort of places I'd end up, I wouldn't trust them. Um, anyway, the, he, I then said, "Oh, so um, you know, what else did you uh, did you do?" And he said, "Oh, then I had some sort of facial thing, and then uh, I think he uh, mud bath or something." And uh, and then he said, "When I came out, they have a a full sheet they give you of recommended." Uh, treatments and products for your skin and I said oh that's just a con isn't it yeah and he said uh, he said yeah it cost me 200 quid 200 he quid he bought the lot no he bought the lot and I said what are you like they saw him coming didn't they 200 quid I said for, for what I mean, you've, I said, no, no offence, mate, but your past trying to look young. <laughs> so you that must be the imported snail sludge for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, if you don't like the snail sludge, snail, snail sludge, the mucus, mm. uh, bird poo facial. Not really. No? I've had a few. Yeah, but you haven't asked for those. No, I have not. No. 180 quid for a... Uh, this is at London's Park Lane Hilton. What's the logic to it? Um... Uh, <sighs> I What's suppose, the science behind that? Um, I don't know. 
I can't find any science behind it. I'm sure there's things in there, you know. I'm sure they eat... It's probably to do with the, the fruit and everything they eat, the berries, probably all of that, you know. Yeah, there's everything that the bird's disgusting body decided it didn't need. Mm, yeah. And you're going to smear that all over your face. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm, I'm not having it. Next. Um, uh, a snake massage. I, well, at the mo- that's the front runner at the moment. Snakes all over your face, shoulders and neck. Apparently good for relieving migraines, muscle pain, that sort of thing. Hmm. I'd prefer that than the, than the bird mess with the snails. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Here's the one I think you like, though. Here's the, here's the one that I would love to try. A beer bath. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, apparently, there's, unfortunately not in the UK yet. So right. there's, there's a market here. You know the, um, is it the Cronks? The, or, um, the, the lo- Cronks? Is it Cronks, the what local brewery? About? There's a brewery oh, in Croydon. I'm sure it's called the Cronks. I don't know. Something like that. Um, they should start this up. It's a great business opportunity for them. Beer baths made from Croydon beer. I think it'd be a great thing. It's a bit of a one-time deal, though, isn't it? You can't really... You wouldn't want that second-hand bath, would you? You'd have to flush it all away and then... It's a lot of beer. Well, they could sew it in a weather spoons. <laughs> <laughs> it would taste better than a lot of their beer at the moment. It hardly tastes worse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it'd be a great way of, uh, of getting cheap beer to the pubs. Uh, someone sat in it for 20 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but you're supposed to sit in it and it's, it's supposed to have calming uh, this might be the word you're looking for replenishing replenishing yeah I was um, going for re- regener- regenerative regenerative I'm not sure that's a word well, regenerative I think is a word mind you just to combine our last couple of topics I tell you what I might pay a few extra quid for a yeah. pint of beer that Jennifer Lawrence has been saying <laughs> oh <laughs> oh Ben <laughs> That's just horrible. Why you're coming across as such a pervert, a sleazy git. Yes, yeah. yes, and stop it, <laughs> stop it. I just love Jennifer Lawrence. She's a very talented, talented young lady. You are obsessed with her. You're obsessed. What does your wife think of that? Uh, I don't talk to her about her. You don't talk to her about no, it. No, no. Is it, is it one of those on your list? You allow? You know? Do you, do you and your wife do that? You've got a list that you you know you can. You're allowed to. Uh, well, it's more like a scroll than a list. A scroll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about her? Has she got a list? I don't know. You don't I, know? No, I don't think so. I you, hope not. You've never just, <laughs> you've never just, you, you're allowed one. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, another friend of mine, right, once went to um, a, a, an actu- ac- acupuncturist. Mm. Have you ever had that done? No, I'd like to. Would you? Because again, I, I don't think I could do that. He swears by it. He says if, if ever he's got muscle pain, he'll go and have a session. I don't want needles stuck in me. I don't like injections. I don't want needles stuck in me. Does he make you bleed? Um, I don't see how it can't. Well, you've seen that Darren Brown trick where he relaxes people and then he can stick pins through them and they don't bleed. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's the same Maybe that's what they do. Deal. But I, I still don't like it. But I, 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 this is the same, same friend who spent £200 on creams and stuff uh he went he really is a sucker this friend well he recently went uh and started having sessions for acupuncture because he was feeling a bit stressed out uh-huh. and he thought well chill me down you know chill me out calm me down so uh so he went and uh, and again i saw him sort of a week or so after and i said oh how, how did uh, how did your, your session go he said oh it was great she's she's brilliant and he, he always comes up with like the person that he's seen is the the best in the world and said oh, i mean she's amazing she teaches uh people in china China, how to do it I mean she is incredible and I said yeah you fancy her don't you like, no 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 she's incredible she said I need uh, seven sessions and I went oh did she did she and how much how much is each session 45 quid oh 
45 quid. Of course you need seven. In fact, you might find you do seven and need more. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a sucker. I just yeah. couldn't believe it. So you've been caught out yet again. There's absolutely no chance after the first session. Actually, I, I completely misjudged that. You're all done. I don't need any more of your money. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're fixed. <laughs> um, I've cleansed your auras. You're fine. <laughs> I, I, I know I keep talking about a lot of friends of mine, but just bizarre things. A friend of mine is going through, um, at the moment, the process of being um, assessed to donate a kidney. Yeah, all these stories about a friend of mine. <laughs> is, is it you? No, okay. no, no, because uh, I don't know if I'd be that brave oh, okay. in all honesty. But he's he's going through the process of of being assessed and whether he can donate a kidney and so he had to go uh, this week for lots of blood tests and and all of that and uh, and i said to him so what what did the day consist of he said well four hours of tests for kidney function about six uh, blood tests he almost fainted giving one because again needles don't go near them they're bad oh. for you and uh, <laughs> and then he said uh, oh and then half an hour counseling I said half hour. That seems a bit light, didn't it? Brief. For, you know, a lifetime with just one kidney left, and whether you're willing to actually go ahead and do this. And he said, he said, yeah. I went in, and she just basically said, I just need to check you're not being coerced into this. And, really? Uh, yeah, I just thought there'd be a little bit more. You know, I thought they'd say, look, you know, it's a big decision. You really do need to think it through. Uh, it could affect your life expectancy. Who knows? Uh, but I thought half an hour was a little bit light, yeah, especially if you were being coerced. Yes. You'd want a proper check, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd imagine if you were being... If, if you went in and she said, Look, are you being cursed? She said, yes. I wouldn't have thought she said... She would say, right, half an hour, That's we're done now. Uh, back out you go. They're waiting for another blood test through there. Yeah. I'd have thought they might they might cancel the whole thing. Maybe. Or at least look into it a little bit more. I, I, I don't think I'd be brave enough to... I, I suppose if it came to it, I would. But I don't like hospitals. I don't like going in and doing anything. I, I don't know how I'd do it. I don't know how I'd cope. No, not not to not to mock your your very good friend mm. who's um, doing a very good thing, very noble. But how is he going to be okay coughing up a kidney if he's going to pass out a little needle for a bit of blood? Well, I think the I think the idea is they put a needle in to knock you out. So I don't I don't think he's going to have an, a, a kidney taken out while he's still awake. Maybe they won't bother. Maybe they'll just come into the operating theatre, put a needle in front of him. He passes out. They get the kidney done. No need for any anaesthetic at all. Makes sense. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band or artist. This week, it's uh, Trina Marie. She's based in Torbay and has been singing since she was eight years old. She's recently signed to Red F Music and she gigs extensively around the Southwest. Has just released her first album, It's Just Love. And from that, here's the brilliant single, Million Dollars, on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hi, this is Trina Marie. This is my song, Million Dollars. You're listening to We Love New Music on the Travel Band Show. Enjoy. Smile is all I'll ever wear, it's always 
Trina Marie and Million Dollars on We Love New Music and you can find out more about her at uh, redfmusic.com and follow her on Twitter at underscore Trina Marie and that's uh, from the album It's Just Love which is out now and uh, if you want to get your new music on the show get in touch with us it's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com and don't forget on croydonradio.com you can uh, upload uh, all your new music and don't forget to have a little look around the website have a little around there's competitions there's local events there's loads on the website go and have a look are we being sponsored? Uh, no, I'm just, oh. I'm just saying. Okay. You know, uh, we had a big uh, Croydon Radio meeting last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And uh, one of the things was to promote the website and tell people that there's lots of things on there, so that's what I'm doing. I felt really bad at that meeting. Well, when it nearly kicked off. Well, no, not just that. Oh, they all nearly kicked off, didn't they? <laughs> nearly kicked off, but we won't go to why. Oh, 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 bit of drama. <laughs> basically, there, there was a thing going around where everyone was sort of introducing themselves or updating everybody on their projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was some... Basically, everyone was standing up saying, oh, well, I'm doing this for the community. Yeah, yeah. Doing this project for charity, and we've raised this much money, yeah. and it's all good, good, good. And this is what my show's about, and we do this, and we do that. Yeah. And I thought, well so many noble causes mm, mm. and here's us on a Sunday morning <laughs> yeah. gibbeting about yeah, two doing, hours doing nothing for the community whatsoever <laughs> no. you know, I mean, we, barely, we barely even mention Croydon really <laughs> and when, when we do it's generally because we hate it yeah, it's generally slugging yeah, it off you know, we're never anything positive to go. and there's all these people looking to do positive things in Croydon yeah. and there's you and me going well we, we barely mention it just, not interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think we're, we're the right sort of people Ben no you know for the community so if you are one of those you know, listeners who's community minded probably <laughs> listen to some of those other shows, some of those great shows. But um, for for just mindless nonsense, stick with <laughs> yeah, us. Stick with us. <laughs> uh, still to come on the show, we have got Ben's Corking Games Compendium in about t- ten minutes' time. Looking forward to that, Ben. I'm I'm positive. I'm confident. It's going to be a good one. Mm. I'm going to win today. I'm going to win. Uh, we've also got the pub quiz uh, today's category: the written word. Because I think you're 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 a sort of uh, intelligent sophisticated chap Ben you've, you've read a couple of books haven't you? you you've read a couple of Ladybird books when you were younger so it was going so well well you've listened to a couple of books <laughs> you've listened to a couple of books uh, and we are of course playing Think the Link we are looking for the link between these three songs well I'm so far away hey get on with that uh, I have an answer mm-hmm. which I'm 99% sure is wrong. Okay. But right. I have an offering. Okay, well, look, uh, there's a link there if you can help Ben out at Trevor and Ben on Twitter or send us a message, uh, a private message on uh, the shout box, croydonradio.com. Now, I was embarrassed on the train this week. Not personally. But I was embarrassed to be British. Oh, 
I, uh, I was sitting on the train on my way to work, and um, there was a chap sitting on the uh, the seats um, just across the aisle from me, and uh, I noticed him because he had a, a sort of old-fashioned camera around his neck, sort of a 1960s, 70s camera. looked very nice, mm-hmm. okay? But I didn't talk to him. I didn't make a conversation. I just noticed it. I clocked it and thought, well, you know, if, if things get dodgy, I could always mug him sell it yeah you know so i'm always looking always looking see if there's anything worth nicking Croydon spirit (laughs) well i was born and bred here mate (laughs) so i've got it all uh and then uh, these three old guys got on the train and ended up sitting sort of around him and then one of them clocked the camera and he went oh it's a nice camera it's a nice camera and uh, the guy was he turned out he was french and oh. he, he said, oh, yes, I bought it. It's an old camera. It's lovely. Okay. It's funny, because normally they have garlic hanging around their neck, not cameras. Uh, they do. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's what I'm told. <laughs> well, you sure you weren't one of these old men? <laughs> because um, one, of the, one of the old men who was doing most of the talking, he started going, oh, you're French then. You're French. And he went, yes. We. Oui. And, uh, and then he said, uh, rather than then talking to him normally, he did the stereotypical British thing of shouting <laughs> and talking piggy, pigeon English. Because he went, he went, Oh, where you from in oh, France? Dear. Where you from? So he went on Marseille, and and his English was brilliant. This guy, <laughs> I mean, there was no need to be talking to him in this fashion. And then this guy, he went through all the a bit like you with the, the garlic around the neck. Went through all the stereotypes. He went, he went. Oh, so um, you like snails? You like snails and frog's legs? You like those to eat? Oh, patronizing. And he, the guy was going, no. <laughs> No, he said, I tried them once, don't, didn't like them, didn't like them. Oh, um, you, you like drinking wine? Because the French, you like wine, don't you? You like wine? He went, oh, I, have, I like a bit of wine, but you know. And he went, what about English food while you've been here? You like it? You like fish and chips? You had fish and chips? And he went, he went yeah, yeah. He, what he said then was he said, he said oh, a, lot of people, uh, a lot of people in France think English food's horrible, but he said, oh, I like it, it's all right. And then that, that was music to the ears of the old man. <laughs> Because he suddenly went, oh, you liking this food? Shepherd's pie? Oh. Shepherd's pie? He went, me, Barry, Brian, <laughs> we had shepherd's pie last night. Shepherd's pie? Mince potatoes? Shepherd's pie? Oh, yeah, I hope you hit him, this bloke. It's very When well, he was really getting on one. And I was looking at the bloke that I was sitting opposite going, is someone else hearing this? This is just embarrassing us as a nation. Mm. This is really bad. The, the, the ironic thing was, uh, one of the old men was wearing the beret. Really? Yes, that was the irony of the whole thing. <laughs> but it, it was just one of those moments where you feel, I don't know, you feel like you should step in. Mm. I wanted to go and apologise to this man <laughs> and say, look, I'm really sorry about that. But then I thought, actually, maybe he thought that was quite sweet. I'd have found it annoying, wouldn't you? I suppose, but I mean, if you're a tourist somewhere, I mean, I remember, I mentioned being in America earlier, and uh, I remember talk, talking to this guy uh, in America, I mean, A, he thought I was South African to start with, so not even aware of my accent, mm. and then uh, and then he was asking, when he realised I was from London, he was asking me some ridiculous questions, you know, how far do you live from Buckingham Palace, that sort of thing, <sighs> you, think, well, I, you know, just because I live in London doesn't mean I live with the Queen. Is it you, crumpets, the Queen? <laughs> it just doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> so, um, so I just wonder if you have you ever experienced anything like that where you've been away or or you've done it yourself or you've been with someone who's done? Because I find that all terribly embarrassing. Well, like you, I I've um, been lucky enough to go to America myself, mm. and I tell you what, this voice, this this voice, the English accent, oh yeah, goes down like butter. 
It, it's not about when when they know you're from England. Yeah. You know, when they think you're South African, it's different. <laughs> but yes, when they when they know you, when they know you're English, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I got I got uh, I was I met a crazy pizza delivery guy mm. who was um, very flustered, and he just kept going on and on and on about the Beatles. But he oh, found really? out I was English. Do you like the Beatles? Yeah, you love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. <laughs> he, he would not shut up. And, I, and you I, don't really like the Beatles. I'm not that fussed about the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? Um, I just, I sort of said, yeah, they're okay. He said, yeah, they're okay. I love the Beatles. Uh, he, he was uh, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think um, when I was in New York, uh, we went to see the building where John Lennon used to live. And I believe Yoko Ono still lives there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as we were walking around, there was kind of a... a she t- still lives there? Yeah. Well, not outside the building where he was shot. Yeah, she still lives in the in the You'd building. You'd move, wouldn't you? Well, I would. Yeah, but I don't think she she's still there. Living a crime scene all your life. Well, the, the thing was, we were walking around. We we ended up. We were actually looking at the wrong building for about twenty minutes. <laughs> Uh, we 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 went to find the building and we were looking at it and we think wow this is this is it and then uh, we actually um, as we were walking around Central Park we we went into Central Park and there was a a walk around tour going on and this guy was giving lots of information and he started pointing to the house or the building hmm. he's going that, that's John Lennon that was where John I thought well that's not where we've been looking we've been looking <laughs> at the one over there so so we ended up walking over to where the, the proper building was and I said to my mate that I was with I said it's ridiculous you would have thought that they would have made it more obvious mm. I mean what I would have liked to have seen was a white outline on the floor yeah that might be a bit I thought, well, if, well, he, when he said well Yoko still lives there that might be a little bit insensitive <laughs> I thought well, yeah but I'm a tourist I need to know where I'm going <laughs> Seen stars and don't believe in miracles on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for Mr. Ben Homer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Aha. Now you've rolled the drama Destiny in, mm-hmm. and uh, well, it was stainless steel. Have you? have made more adjustments to it. Yeah, you know you can never quite. It's a fluid art. This drum. Mm. It has to be constantly touched up. <laughs> so um so what is it now it's sort of it's got a goldish tint to it is that brass is it gold what have you done gold gold leaf for this week and did you put that on yourself i don't like to you know reveal all my secrets but some of it was done by me that's quite a skill yeah. it's quite a skill ben you're almost like a an alchemist <laughs> did you turn the stain is still into gold. Well, again, it's, it's all been uh, recycled into a good, you know, I don't waste anything. Well, it's, it's a wonderful thing, Ben, and I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, so I will spin the golden drum of destiny, and it will randomly pick one of five games from your compendium, and those games, Ben, are... Riddle me this, true or false, the Great Britain quiz, say it again, Sam, and who am I? Lovely. Now, I am on a bit of a bad streak. I don't think I've won a game for three weeks. Hmm. So uh, things have to change today. It's all to do with the luck of the drum. It is the luck of the drum. The luck of the golden drum. <laughs> Here we go. Slowing. Slowing. Oh, it's Who Am I? Aha. Oh, no, I, I do like this game. This is one I feel I can do well at. And technically, you can't really lose this. 
Uh, no, I can't. No, this is just how many you can get in two minutes. Although I do have a record. Yes, you do. It's 16. 16 is my record. So, so for those people that don't know, what we do is we pick up a big pile of cards which have celebrities' names on them. I give you clues as to identifying them. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to get as many as you can right in two minutes, and your personal best is 16. Yeah, so I, I, I'm feeling confident today. Mm. And it sort of relies on my good clues as well. It does, yeah. And I, I don't I don't mean to nitpick, but, you know, I think I could have broken the record last time. <laughs> I, I just seem to remember it. There was dithering on your side. Well, if you upset me, I can <laughs> deliberately sabotage you. That's the beauty of this one. I know, and I don't like that. <laughs> All right, you ready? Uh, yes, I am. All right, our time. Are you ready? Well, as ready as I'm ever going to be. Let's do it. Uh, mega, mega famous actor played uh, Scarface. Uh, Al Pacino. Yes. Um, they uh, One of them went out with Lembe Opic. Oh, uh, the Cheeky Girls. Yes. Uh, uh, um, Alan Sugar presents it. The Apprentice. Yes, that's right. Um, he was the England manager, uh, one of them. Uh, go, guess. Terry Venables. No, he's Italian. Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, forget that. Uh, famous cricket umpire. Dickie Bird. Yes, I should have gone with that one. <laughs> okay, um, uh, another famous England manager. Terry Venables. No, both of his names begin with the same letter. Um, special, serial, special. What? Think of serial, special. Special K? Yeah. Kevin Keegan. There you go. <laughs> Oh god, it's hard work with you. You did say it did lie on your clues. <laughs> uh, okay, he he played um, uh, the crocodile Dundee. Paul Hogan. Yes. Okay. Um, oh my lord. Uh, oh, same man again. A special him. He's come up twice. Kevin Keegan. Yes. What, what, what sort of game is this? Uh, sang angels. Uh, Robbie Williams. Yes. Um, uh, Walt Disney's famous creation. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Yes. Uh, heir to the throne. Uh, William. Yes. No! Prince William. No! What do you mean, no? No, the first one, if the Queen popped Oh, Charles! Yes, you fool! Oh, everyone forgets him. Famous uh, jazz singer... Um, Louis Armstrong. No, he's got a name like a puddle. A dirty puddle. Muddy Rivers. No! <laughs> Close! Muddy Waters! Yes! <laughs> um... Uh, oh, uh, they say he shot JFK, but I don't think he did. Um, uh, Harvey Lee Oswald. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, it's an anagram. Uh, um, he wants to suck your blood. <laughs> uh, Dracula. Yes. Vampire. Yes. Um, uh, uh, she's part of and uh, Sonny and... Cher. Yes. Um, Quickly. Easily parted. Two minutes up. Oh. Oh, what was it? Easily parted was your clue for that last one. The Red Sea. A fool and his money. Oh, <laughs> that was frantic, but it I was. think we might be on to a good score. There. Really? Well, I don't know. Okay. We, who, was the, who was the Italian football manager? Fabio Capello. Fabio Capello. I was going to start suggesting he was that model. You know, Fabio? Fab, Fabio was a model, oh, wasn't he? No, I don't know. No idea. No idea. I don't think I would Why can I not remember it? Why Jury didn't really do much to the England manager? <laughs> but Kevin Keegan showed his face twice. That yeah, was that unusual. was weird. Right, it was very football heavy. It was, and I rejected Stan Collymore to give you somebody else as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, the moment of truth. How many did I get? All right, let's do the count. One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, nine, yes. ten, eleven, yes. twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oh, fourteen! I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you gave me such hope by saying you thought we'd broken the record. What? Fourteen. Uh, that's not, you know... It's all right. It's all right. I, I think I wasted too much time on Fabio Capello. Yeah. Just like the FA did. <laughs>
love that muse Very an good. uprising it makes me feel powerful i sometimes put that song on if i'm feeling a bit wound up and angry at the world okay and uh, i sing along and i sort of shout along to the chorus you're not feeling wound up and angry now no, i'm feeling quite calm good. now let's feeling keep quite it calm because uh, that song chills me out good it chills me out um by the way i last week i said i might play adele hello for you yeah you did where is it um i almost put it on the playlist for today but uh i listened to the opening of it again and decided that's it but i will one week you 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 keep telling me it's a very popular song so Mm. i will at some point i've got a little extra quiz for you i've got an iphone by the way i could just play it through youtube and play it hold it up to the microphone well you could do that be a protest but i could you know turn you off (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um i've got a little extra quiz for you go on um, we were talking about acting earlier, and we've both done American accents today. We have. Now, we have, uh, we have listeners in America, and I should think they were mightily impressed by <laughs> our American yeah, accents. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so, um, if you're an actor, you, are, you generally have a dialect coach who will help you if you're going to have to do a, another accent. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone like Sean Connery just never bothered, did he? He's just like, I'm Sean Connery, I don't need to do it. I mean, he's supposed to be a Russian in Hunt for Red October, just does it in Scottish. Yep. You know? And I'll tell you who else I find sometimes their accent doesn't always work that well. Brian Cox. Great actor, but sometimes you know, you're supposed to be something you think, well, what's he doing now? What accent's he doing now? Uh, I can't think who Brian Cox is. Uh, well, I think it was that professor bloke. Yeah, no, same name. Same right. name. I don't know but, who he um, is. You'd, you'd recognise him. Okay. You've got one of those, those recognisable faces. Right. Uh, anyway, there's a, a, a dialect coach in Australia who's um, caused a bit of a stir online this week, um, showing us how good she is at doing certain accents. Oh, And th- there's one in particular uh, that she's done that's caused a real stir online. I want you to see if you can guess what accent she's doing. Oh, this will be fun. I've edited out any reference to the area that she's trying to suggest she might live in. Um... Have a listen, see what you think. Hello, I'm Madeline Bradford. Most people call me Maddie. When I was little, I got into acting. I suppose I wanted to experience some of the creative stuff. How are you getting on? Any any thoughts yet? It wanders a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, where, where are you thinking? Liverpool. Okay. And so now, I'm a member of our local theatre club. My husband thinks I'm daft. What do you want to do that for, he says? You don't get any money for it. And oh, it's wandered again. It's, yeah. gone, it's gone up north. It's gone yeah. Geordie now. It's gone Geordie. We're both working class people. <laughs> We're no, both no, working not. class people. <laughs> it's not on this earth anymore. <laughs> and very proud of that fact. But I'm afraid he just doesn't understand. It's my passion in life. I love it to lose yourself in a character. There we go. So where, where are you thinking? You see, you mentioned... I'm going back to Liverpool. Going I think, back to... I think it sounded a bit Cheryl Cole towards the end, but I think she's trying Liverpool. Hello, I'm Madeline Bradford. Most people call me Maddie. I'm from Liverpool. Hey. Do you know where the Beatles come from? <laughs> it was awful. It was dreadful. <laughs> I think the, the, my favourite bits were definitely this. You don't get any money for it. We're both working class people. <laughs> and very yeah. proud of that fact. It's brilliant. Yeah. Now, if you if you were a dialect coach, surely you could be doing better than that. Uh, you'd have thought so. If that's your job, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, who's who's she teaching? I mean, she's in Australia. Let's say uh, Hugh Jackman goes to learn to uh, a Liverpool accent. She's not going to be able to teach him, is she? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so, can you do any other accents? Because I know you, you like an accent, don't you? 
You like a you like a girl with an accent. I, I do. Yeah, I do. There's something about it. like you phone you phone sort of support lines just to hear accents. <laughs> uh, you like I can't do my own accent. What do you mean you can't do your own accent? Well, my 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 mother tongue, my birthplace, oh, my homeland, Northern Irish. I can't do it. You can do a little bit. Surely everyone can do a, a sort of Ian Paisley shout. It's a uh, it's a bit snarly. A bit snarly. It's quite a hard accent, isn't yes, it? It's yeah. quite harsh. Yeah. It's quite scary. It's quite a scary accent. Mm. I mean, when I when I met your mother, she terrified me. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she'll, she'll be delighted to hear that. <laughs> you know, she, she speaks quite highly of you. <laughs> so, oh my god! I was Ian Paisley coming at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. See, my I've been on uh, my accent is weird because I don't I don't know if I necessarily have a Croydon accent. Do I? I don't know. But people have I've been I've been told that I I've got a Welsh accent, Irish, Cornish, mm-hmm. Somerset. I mean, I, I I don't think I've got any of those. It's just a normal Londonish accent, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I remember once I was uh, delivering in Croydon, and um, I said, "You know, easy delivery. Well, I sign here, do this." And this bloke said, "Where are you from, then?" I said, "Sorry, <laughs> where are you from? You're not from around here, are you?" I said, I said, yes. <laughs> was it just you weren't being aggressive enough? I don't know. To maybe suggest you were from Croydon. <laughs> I don't think I said please and thank you. That through him. <laughs> yeah, you your manners. <laughs> There's a man who lives opposite me who's a nutter. Right, he's he's the mad taxi driver. I've mentioned him a lot. Oh yeah, and um, I don't know where he. I mean, he's obviously a Londoner, but he's he's got one of those London voices that that just. It's it's one of those that you don't know whether he's happy or not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes, because he goes off on one so often, you hear him having a, a bit of a strop, and you hear him shouting and swearing. And then there are some days when I'm, I'm, I'm so, I might be laying in bed early in the morning, and you can hear him, and you think, "Oh God, he's kicking off, he's kicking off." And then you hear a little laugh, and you think, "God, your 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 fun voice is the same as your angry voice." <laughs> Uh, but also, he's got a proper, like, London, he's like, one of those. Like, he can't really talk proper. Like, he's got one of those. And it, what, I, what I love about that is, I think, I think the mouth changes the amount it opens, depending on your sort of position in the world. Because mm. like, posh people, they barely open their mouth, do they? It's, you know, it's very posh. They just talk through their teeth, and they don't really move. But if you're from London, you, you open your mouth wide, don't you? Yeah. You open it wide, but you know, like, yeah. I think that's, that's a real way of telling somebody's class yeah how how wide they open their mouth because I, I open my what my mouth i'm sort of middle class you know I, I i look at me i'm middle class look at me bed i'm sort of opening it half yeah if you can fit your own fist in your mouth you're probably not that classy what you waiting for no what you blaming on me on Croydon Radio uh, by the way uh, we still haven't heard from anyone that uh, might be able to offer you uh, a waxing oh we won't do it then uh, the old uh, the old three way never mind back sack and crack yes. uh, that we're trying to get uh, Ben sorted out with so uh, if you do run a salon or know anyone you know it's a bit later in the morning now I'm hoping more people are awake uh, and you'd like to offer Ben uh, one we'd like to record his reaction because he claims that it's painless I think um, I'm then, surprised <laughs> it looks like such a fuss that's all okay well let's uh, let's find out I believe it is painful so I don't need to go through <laughs> with it uh, but Ben would love to uh, love to try one yeah. so uh, if you if you offer the the, uh, the three pronged service uh, let us know because we'd like to get Get Ben involved. That'll be the, the finishing touch to my week. It would be. I've already had quite a trying week. Have you? Yeah, I've had to, I've, I've had to go to the dump. 
Oh god, I hate going to the dump. And I, I, I had to take big things to the dump as oh. well. So I couldn't do it in one trip. I had to do it in three. Well, it was supposed to be three. I ended up being about five. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, two mattresses in a bed frame. Oh, and the uh, I load it into a car on my own. No one's helping you. No one helped me. Oh, and the the, uh, the boot uh, was broken. So it didn't stay up by itself. So I was having to sort of balance the boot on my head whilst I tried to throw a mattress in the back of the what car. What have you done to your boot? Oh, it's not my car. It's somebody else's car. Oh, fair enough. It's just broken. <laughs> thing. And I got there. But what time do you think the dumps close on a weekday? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's probably four-ish. It is four. Why was I? Why did you know that and I didn't? Because uh, I think I've been caught out before. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I shoved a mattress in the back of the car, drove it all the way to the dump, which was closed. Then I went back the next day, and uh, the dump was now open, but decided they were too full to take my rubbish, so they had to send me somewhere else. What do you mean send you somewhere else? Well, they said, oh, no, our mattress bin is full. You have to go to the, the next dump around the corner. So I drove all the way there. There was road closures. They were stuck in traffic. So I ended up going to a third dump. Oh, Blimey. It was harrowing. Absolutely, oh. and then, I, you know, on my th- on my third trip, I'm really fighting to get a bed frame in the back of the car. I'm tired. I've been to the I've been to five different dumps, three you know, with three objects now. The neighbor, the next door neighbor comes out. Yeah, she says, "Oh, uh, you should have got rid of that when you had that skip the other week." Well, that's helpful. I thought, yes, yes, I, I should have done. In a perfect world, <laughs> I would have. It's a very helpful observation. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why the dump shuts so early. No, and then to surely make- it should be twenty four hours. I, well, yes. Why, why can't we have 24-hour dumping in Croydon? There, there should be. There should be 24-hour dumping allowed. Then she had the, well, the gall, I would say. The gall? To, to say to me, Is oh, this your neighbour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her. She said, she said, oh, are you going to the dump now? I said, yes, I am. And well, you, oh, you were getting a little bit tetchy with her. <laughs> and she said, would you mind taking my toaster? <laughs> I thought, what? what sort of service do you take me for? Do you mind taking my toaster? Yeah, she said, the gypsies won't take it. That's what she said. She said the gypsies won't take it. I thought, but, oh, but I will. Will I? <laughs> yeah, you were wearing a sort of bandana at the time. Um, what, what, where was she leaving it for the gypsies to take? Just what, what at the front of her drive. Which right. Which was a, a nice, you know, classy look. And then, when I was, I was, you can imagine how furious I was at this point. Then as I was bending over, forcing this bed frame in, I, I bent over and my jeans split. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? Right down the backside. Oh. <laughs> uh, were you going commando? Thankfully not. <laughs> I was oh. swearing. I was embarrassed. The next door neighbour was giving me funny looks. <laughs> I did that once. I was helping someone to move. Mm. And um, you know what it's like? You, you end up getting a little bit too confident about the way you jump into the back of the removal van. <laughs> and uh, and I jumped up and overstretched. And I just heard my jeans go... <laughs> yeah. And, I, and of course, I wasn't at my place. I mean, you were still at your house, presumably. So you Thankfully. could go in and change. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I was too angry. I so you just went down the I dump? I went to the dump. Backside <laughs> on show? Yeah, the only way it could have been more embarrassing if I was wearing sort of polka dot bloomers. It was like carry on Croydon. And what, it was terrible. I, I don't mean to get personal. What pants were you wearing? Uh, clean ones, thankfully. <laughs> and what, a pair of your best? Yes. Because I'll be honest with you, the pair I'm wearing today, full of holes. Oh, really? Very old pair. They're your steptoe pants, are they, they? These are my pants that come out when, when the rest are not dry. <laughs> you know I mean? there's, to be honest with you, there's more holes than material in the pants <laughs> I'm wearing today. <laughs> Lindsay Saunders, make or break us on Croydon Radio. 
Um, just a very quick thing. I'm just talking about ripping trousers. Oh, yeah. I remember once uh, at school ripping my trousers playing football at lunchtime and having to spend the whole afternoon, and it was a proper rip right up to sort of the, the zip and beyond. Mm. Now, luckily, half the afternoon we spent in art, so I was wearing one of those apron things. But for science, I just had to hold all my folder and everything in front of me. It was really embarrassing. I think people have had more embarrassing instances on a football pitch. You ever seen that clip of Gary Lineker? Yeah, that is embarrassing. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the Bum Quiz. For anyone who doesn't know, he'd... Um, <laughs> Be careful. He was, he, he was a bit loose. Uh, so it's the Pub Quiz. <laughs> Today's category is the written word. Uh, there are three questions. There's an easy question. There's a medium question. There's a hard question. It's one point for the easy, two for the medium, three for the hard. You can take part by being on the shout box right now. Uh, ben, you are, of course, the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Stig. Just Stig. Stig. Just Stig. No thought gone into that at all. Just Stig. What do you mean no thought gone into that? Well, I mean, it's no no pun. It's just nothing. You went to the dump, so you're suddenly stick. All right. Um, Benefer Lawrence. How about that? I mentioned her a couple of times today. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. Um, by the way, if you're still not clear about uh, Gary Lineker... <laughs> the, the, the word dump might help you. Uh, okay, question number one. Do you want to just say what happened now? I mean, uh, he pooed himself. There you go. Right, okay. Question number one for one point. What am I? Am I Stig or am I Benefer? Stig. All right, Stig. Stig. They're both all four. Question number one for one point. Go on, Stig. The His Dark Materials Fantasy Trilogy Oh, I know this Was written by which author? Oh, I know this It's a great That's a great trilogy I love those books The His Dark Materials Fantasy Trilogy Was written by which author? Yeah I don't know So I'm going to go For the only fantasy author I can think of uh, Him Okay If he's still alive, actually uh, if, it's, if you're writing down Who I think you're writing down He's not Oh uh, Am I right? I don't know. Let me see who you've written down. No, I'm not going to show you my work. All right. Copy me. You cheat. I'm not going to copy you because I know the answer. I've read them. I know them. Number two. (laughs) For two points. Which US president wrote Dreams of My Father? I think I know that. Oh, really? I think I do. Dreams of My Father. I'm definitely going to cover my sheet now. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Question number three. Uh, Twisting My Melon Man... Sorry, I've, I've read that wrong. I've inserted a word. Twisting My Melon is the autobiography of which Manchester musician? Okay. I, I think, think I, I know. know that too. Yeah, all I'm this, on fire here. This is going to be a tight one, this. It depends if I've got that first one right. <laughs> well, yes, which I know you haven't. You know I haven't? I know you Are haven't. Are you checking my I paper I know I again? haven't seen what you've written down, but I very much doubt you've got it. Oh, fine. Go okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, let me just get these. Right, the question number one was mm-hmm. uh, the His Dark, which is a terribly worded question, by the way. The His Dark Materials Fantasy Trilogy was written. I don't by think there's which... a His. It should be just the Dark Materials or His Dark Materials. The His Dark Materials. Well, it's, it's a rubbish question. Yeah, Fantasy Trilogy <laughs> was written by which author? I've said. Who I, bet I, you put, I bet you put Terry Pratchett. I have put Terry Pratchett. I knew you'd put Terry Pratchett. It's not. It's Philip Pullman. It is Philip Pullman. There you go. One, one point, point each. Well done. Excellent. One point each. Oh, sorry, no, you give don't me, get any. Give me no, a point. No, you, you get heard, nothing. You heard him, people. You one get point nothing. each, he said. You get nothing. Question number two. Uh, where are we? The, which US president wrote Dreams of My Father? I think it was Barack Obama. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I've put George Washington. The answer 
is Barack Obama. Oh, well done. Two points to the Harmer. Thank you, oh, Obama. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm rapping. <laughs> it's very good. Question number... I'm winning now. You are winning. Question number three. Twisting My Melon is the autobiography of which Manchester musician? Do you know, I think I might have this wrong. I've put Sean Ryder. Oh, I've put Sean Ryder. Oh. Well, either way, I win then. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. The answer is Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder, you win 5-4. Although I spelt Sean wrong, but I'm, I, I, I'm still counting that as a win. Are you? Yeah, it's not a spelling competition. All right. <laughs> a little cough there, Ben. A Sorry. Cough, you know, don't, don't worry. Don't worry that the microphones are up. It just doesn't matter. There's <laughs> never been anything professional about this show in the past. Why well, start now? I'm a pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was R.E.M., <laughs> <laughs> the one I love. Um, by the way, I just want to say something very quickly about REM. Go on. Um, we, were in, uh, we were in the pub on Wednesday, weren't we? We were. Having a drink. And um, uh, someone had put some music on the jukebox and Losing My Religion came on. Mm. And I said, that's a tune. I love that song. And people around were arguing with me that that is not a tune. Losing oh. My Religion is a tune. Bit dreary. Oh, from the man who wants Adele, hello. I'll tell you what. I'm doing it. It's coming up. <laughs> It's not happening. <laughs> Hello. No. No. I will. I will. I will, I will not be ignored. Think the link. And you think losing my religion is dreary? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, right. Think the link. Uh, we are looking for the link between these three songs. Well, I'm so far away. Hey, get on. You've had next to no help. Well, I've had naffle help, so yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go with my very, very wrong and very, very tortured guess. Just have them one more time. Go on. Just focus, concentrate. Well, I'm so far away. Okay, what have you got? I think the first one was Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. I think the last... I don't know what the middle one was. I think the last one might have been Boney M. Mm-hmm. So the link is people whose names begin B-O-N. B-O-N. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Boney M. Yeah. There's the link. B-O-N. And that is it. I told you. That is it. <laughs> that is... You've had an hour and a half okay. to think about that. That's bon, the best you can come up with. Bon is French for good. Yeah, no. So the link was they're all good. Yes. Uh, no. No? The link was bed. Bed? Ben, uh, bon Jovi, Bed of Roses, uh. Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning, and UB40 and Chrissy Hind, Breakfast in Bed. Oh, it wasn't even Boney M. It wasn't even Boney oh. M. <laughs> uh, so the link was bed. So, um, well, commiserations, Ben. It's a disaster, <laughs> isn't it? You may have won the pub quiz, but means nothing now, does it? means nothing. I preferred my answer. Uh, well, you can prefer your answer, but it <laughs> wasn't right. Uh, and that's about it from us. Uh, Stand by Ice Station is on the way next. Uh, we're back with our midweek podcast about uh, Wednesday or Thursday. And then uh, back again live next Sunday. Don't forget you can get in touch with us anytime over the next seven days on Twitter at Trevor and Ben. And subscribe to us on our iTunes and YouTube and get all of our back catalogue. Yeah. And all of that sort of stuff. All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's it from us. Uh, Till next week, take it easy. Turn up. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.